Lots of interesting stuff this week here at JM in the AM. Including our next guest, Avi Gans, is with us live via telephone. He's director of Yeshivat Darkenu, the Artora Stones Yeshivat Darkenu. And um, there is a special a scholarship that has been announced that he is going to be discussing with us this morning here at JM in the AM. Avi Gans, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Malcolm. Thank you for having me on. A pleasure. Hope you're doing well. Remind our audience, what is Or Torah Stone's Yeshivat Darkenu? Uh, or Torah Stone itself is a network of uh, more than 20 institutions, educational and social institutions. Yeshivat and Midrashat Darkenu are a year in Israel program for young adults. Uh, these are separate yeshiva and seminary programs for young adults with special needs. Uh, those special needs include severe learning disabilities, Down syndrome, autism spectrum disorder. Uh, the goal of the programs when they were founded almost 20 years ago now was to make sure that everybody had a chance to spend a year in Israel just like their neighbors, relatives, and friends. You know, Avi, uh, I can only imagine when it started 20 years ago what the feelings were, uh, you know, in the collective uh, Jewish opinion worldwide. It, it, it has to, uh, then for sure, and even today, it has to be quite a challenge. It has to be something that, you know, really uh, requires um, uh, a, a certain type of staff member to join and be part of. And, uh, and it has to, it, it has to, um, it has to uh, uh, bring challenges that, you know, people in other programs cannot even start to relate to. Would that be a good way to describe it? It, it definitely would be, but I'll tell you, Nahum, that for my own involvement, which is since the founding of Yeshiva Darkenu, uh, we came into the picture about two years after Madrasha Darkenu. Thank God it's been such a wonderful ride. Last night we had a Zoom event um, acknowledging or marking the end of what would have been our regular calendar year. <laughs> and as I shared with the, with the hundred or so people who were in attendance, you know, one of the things that makes Darkenu so unique and so wonderful is that our population doesn't do so well with coasting, and therefore we've had this incredible opportunity throughout the years and really throughout every single month and week and day to focus on productivity all the time. And that's something that obviously comes with its challenges, but, uh, but it bears incredible fruit. Yeah, that I'm sure. Avi Gans is with us live from Israel speaking about Darkenu. Uh, before we before we talk about the scholarship and uh, our wonderful friend Sadia Aaron Price of Blessed Memory, tell me about the plans. I mean, normally I guess you'd be getting ready for what the end of August this time around to open things up and to welcome students from the U.S. So, what are the plans right now? So the truth is that Darkano is um, on, on a regular year. Uh, Darkano actually is unique in that we start after the Yom Tovim. Ah. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but most notably is that if the students came and then only a few weeks after that we would interrupt the schedule that they just got to know, it would pre present a unique set of challenges. Right. Uh, but our plans are to start on schedule following whatever the guidelines are for the Ministry of Health in Israel. Obviously, that's on everybody's mind. Safety is the first concern. Uh, but we are definitely optimistic. We're in touch with Ministry of Health, Ministry of Education, Ministry of the Interior, as well as, the, as well as the many dozens, if not hundreds, of other gap year programs. We function as one 
of, of that uh, demographic or that team. So if things go in the right direction, and I'm not saying they'll be perfect because we know that not to expect perfection when it comes to this pandemic, but um, if things go in the right direction, you'll hopefully be welcoming students at the end of October. God willing, we're looking forward to welcoming about 25 students at the end of, uh, yeah, mid and end of October. Ever since I saw this interview last night on 60 Minutes about uh, the college campuses trying to reopen here in the U.S., and I saw one of the college presidents basically say one of the things human beings cannot stand is uncertainty. And if there's one thing that we've had to endure, uh, you know, to the nth degree over the last three months, it's uncertainty. So, I like the po- I like the positive tone of your voice, and hopefully you will be greeting students at the end of October. To, but as we know, in every area of life right now, everything is day to day. But it's important. Absolutely. But it's important, as you just pointed out, to plan as if things will be regular, and if adjustments need to be made, then obviously adjustments will be made. Absolutely. Avi Gans is with us. Sadia Aaron Price left an indelible impression on the yeshiva. At Darkenu, uh, in turn, uh, and Darkenu in turn left a lasting impression on him. In his memory, a fund is being established to perpetuate that meaning and offering an annual scholarship to another Darkenu student who will, thanks to Sadia and his legacy, benefit from a one-of-a-kind year at Darkenu while leaving his or her unique mark on the future staff and students of our Torah Stone, Darkenu. Now you know Avi Gans that I knew Sadia Aaron Price pretty well, and I think most of the people in this audience could say that. And certainly anybody who knew him felt we were very close friends with him. Tell me about his experience during his lifetime at Darkenu, because if I'm not mistaken, he actually spent more than one year with you. Am I right? That's correct. So I just spent four years with us. Wow. And he is he is no less, if not more, of a founder of Yeshiva Darkenu than I. Uh, wow. The, the, wow. Uh, you know, I, I have spoken with his mother several times over the last few months, and um, just the idea that, like you mentioned earlier, that almost, you know, in, in Sadi's case, it was 15 years ago, that uh, that there was going to be this new idea, there was going to be this new yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael for a guy like Sadia with his special needs and with his mindset on certain things and with the challenges that he presented and the fact that his parents said, yeah, let's do it. And that Sadia said, "Yeah, let's do it," because he he talk about being optimistic. He had his heart and he had his heart set on going to yeshiva like everybody else, right. and therefore it was only a matter of a technicality: would there be a yeshiva? And that's where their Kainer stepped in. And Sadia really formed who we are and how we relate. We relate, continue to relate to all of our students. And not to minimize the the yeshiva's influence on him and. As you mentioned, his influence on the yeshiva, obviously we understand just how vast and how great both those things were. In addition to that, he gets to spend time in Israel, and so often students with his background from the U.S. just never get that opportunity to spend a real good chunk of time to actually to say to people they lived in Israel for a few months or for a year, or in his case, much longer. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. Absolutely. I, I very often stress that the yeshiva is the home base, but it really represents all the time in Israel, the comfort level, recognizing that they're part of something so much greater. With all due respect to the many New Yorkers out there, and I'm a Scrantonian, uh, so, so there's even a smaller Jewish community, but uh, to really feel part of the Jewish community, there's nothing that can top spending time in Eretz Israel. Yeah, no question about that. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid doing my whole Scranton rap with you right now, but <laughs> we'll do that later off the air. <laughs> we could do that off the air. Uh, well, Sadia was uh, a, a unique, wonderful, and uh, incredible person. And uh, as I mentioned to you off the air, I had seen him just before he was hospitalized, um, and uh, and before his uh, health took a a terrible turn. And uh, as you know, we're pretty close with his with certain family members of his and. Uh, he made quite an impression on us and 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 the folks up at Camp Misora and anybody who knew him wherever he went there was a certain joy that he brought along i don't even know avi if you can you know describe it pinpoint it in a description but there was a just a a, a certain mood that was created when you were in the same room as he was i'll i'll tell you it's it's very hard to uh to describe succinctly um but i had written a, a tribute to sadia on uh, on my times of israel blog and one of the one of the things that I um, that I focused on, which I guess I'll quote myself if I may, sure. <laughs> is that uh, you know, Merriam-Webster defines friendship as feelings of affection and respect. I may be I may be paraphrasing slightly, mm-hmm. and therefore the reason why people felt that way about Sadia wasn't just because they liked him, but I think we all liked him because he liked all of us. Mm-hmm. Sadia was this non-judgmental optimist who would walk into a room and immediately add a whole lot of like to the room. No matter who you were, what you were up to, older, younger, busy, sad, happy, didn't make a difference. He walked into a room and he counted, you know, any number of individual friends of his, and therefore we all became his friend and he became ours. It's one of the reasons that it's hard to believe he's not here. Uh, It's it's been very difficult for people to, I'm I'm not just speaking of family, obviously, who miss him the most, but I'm talking about, you know, the people from camp and school and the the, the chevra he hung out with, it's it's hard to believe he's not around anymore because he made such an unbelievable impression that you know you felt like his his presence was always there, his presence was always being felt, um, and he's very much missed to say the least. Um, Avi, how do do people specifically support this scholarship? Can they make a general donation to the scholarship fund of OTS online? Like uh, how how's it working with the Sadia Aaron Price yeah. Scholarship Fund? It would be very meaningful to us, and it would be very meaningful to Sadia's family. If they could make it, uh, if anybody's interested, the website is www.darkenu.org.il slash donate, and mention Sadia in the memo. Uh, the, the goal here, very specifically, is to perpetuate Sadia's memory by making sure that another student will have the opportunity to not just benefit from the yeshiva, but also to benefit the yeshiva or the midrashah. Right. And we hope that Sadia's name lives on in this way. It's a great goal, and it's a, a wonderful tribute to his memory, I can tell you that. Uh, Avi Gans from Artura Stone's Darkenu, Yeshivat Darkenu. Those of you who want information, uh, if you want to support the Sadia Aaron Price Scholarship, which will send a student to, to Darkenu in Israel, and will be a tremendous uh, tribute to his legacy. And, I, and I'm speaking to a lot of people right now, I bet, who knew him. I mean, Sadia was so well-known in so many corners of the Jewish community. I would imagine a lot of people know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, darkenu.org slash, uh, excuse me, darkenu.org.il slash donate. Darkenu.org.il slash donate. And certainly mention Sadia Aaron Price if you contribute uh, for the purpose of perpetuating his memory. Avi Kalakavod, wonderful speaking with you. Best regards to everybody in Israel, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Nachum. This is Have a great day. Amen. Avi Gans, Monday morning, JM in the AM. <laughs>